Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What is Yamamoto's first name? Yama. Chris, what is Yamamoto's first name? Is it like Yoshinobu? I don't know. I just wanted to see if you guys knew. But Yamamoto... <laughs> is the story of the sports world today. He joins Shohei Otani in Los Angeles. 12 years, $325 million. Will you at least give Otani credit and an applause for everything he's doing to recruit? The man took less money right now, $2 million a season for his entire contract. He recruited Tyler Glass now. He showed his human side by being convinced by the Kobe Bryant recorded video to become a member of the Dodgers. And I would think he played a pretty major role in bringing Yamamoto to L.A., including taking him to the Rams game last night, according to the reports. Give my man some credit. All right. All right. I will give him credit for... Absolutely nothing. ...being a total egomaniac and being able to rise above that ego and still be a decent baseball player. That's what I will give him credit for. Okay. Come on. I mean, yeah, of course he wants, he's going to try to. Some people don't recruit. Dirk didn't want to recruit. He told us that. Is Corey Seager blowing up the phone lines? Maybe he is. I don't know. I mean, not everyone does it. I just hope to God Yamamoto didn't ask him what his dog's name is because we know it would have been over. He would have had to have gone and signed with the Blue Jays or whatever. I love this from Spotrack. This is the projected opening day lineup with their salaries for the Dodgers. (laughs) How much do you think it adds up to? Uh, starting nine. The, the yearly salaries or the, the whole? Yearly. Like, okay, um, we're going to say $400 million. Mookie Betts lead off at 30. Shohei making 70. I'm way off. Freddie Freeman. Yes, you are. But it was a, it was a tough question. Freddie Freeman, $27 million. Their catcher is making 9.7. Uh, Muncie, $12 million. Their center fielders making 800K. Taylor and left 15. Hayward and right nine. Lux at short two. Yamamoto 27. It could be a $203 million opening day lineup 
They got some bums in here, man. They got some bums in here making 800 k and $2 million. But Yamamoto joins up with Shohei. Let's see if baseball can market it. I mean, we know Otani's one of those bums making $2 million in the lineup because he's just deferring everything like a dummy, now ruining everything for everybody else. This is is such a bad offseason. I'm so upset with how everything's broken out in terms of the financials for everybody else. And the Dodgers are just sitting there going, well, we'll take advantage of it. We'll throw all the money around while all you broke boys are sitting out here. And now other teams are talking about the TV contracts affecting them. Yeah. This was something over at uh, ESPN yesterday and they had written about how these regional sports networks have completely destroyed the market for about two thirds of Major League Baseball's teams. And Major League Baseball has apparently warned people, hey, we think we're going to get through this. We think we're going to be able to figure everything out. Eventually, there's going to be money. You need to be prepared for a short-term dip here in your financials because local TV revenue is like a fifth of a lot of the revenue for these teams. And so the Texas Rangers are included in that. So are several other teams like, you know, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, the Rockies, the, the you know, they're in a spot right now, a lot of these teams where they can't spend like other teams. Like it's really kind of tied their hands a little bit and teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers, they can just sit there and go, okay, well, we're going to swoop in and we're going to, we're going to start paying these guys through the nose and take advantage of this. Let me give a uh, birthday Tolo shout out before I forget. One of our top dogs, K Twiz is turning 43. That's a year older than me, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> he said, can I get a birthday shout out for this OG? And we saw a ton of OGs and new Tolos yesterday. I got a t- I got a text message from the boss in Washington. Well, the, the DC program director saying, "Oh my gosh, we're stealing what you're doing, retweeting everybody's Odyssey minutes." Listen to, so I sent that to Spittle. He goes, "Don't be talking to other program directors." <laughs> Speaking of Spittle, one of his uh, knowledges and areas of expertise got it done last night. One last rush, Harley ahead, sprung Duchesne. He's in. Matt Duchesne does it again, scoring in overtime as the Stars beat the leaders in the West. They take out Vancouver 4-3 in overtime. This was Duchesne's sixth game-winning goal this year. He has nine points in his last five games. Scott Wedgwood with a massive, massive overtime save. He is 8-1-2 in net this year. And Pete DeBoer said, man, that was entertaining last night. Yeah, it was a great hockey game. It was an entertaining game. It was a well-played game. You know, I liked all kinds of parts about how we played, and uh, I thought they played pretty well, too. It was just two two good teams going at it. That's how hockey should be played. Thomas Harley with another goal. He's tied for the league lead for goals by a defenseman. Chris, that's what you were referring to this morning. Back at it tomorrow afternoon against Nashville, another team. That's playing well. And there is a fresh spits and studs post game wherever you find your favorite podcasts as Bobby with a Freudian slip wanting to see some spits and studs in the podcast. I I, I make one slip up. I'm always so I'm always so well spoken. I make one (laughs) slip up and then it just gets memed to hell by William and everybody else. I don't think that's very fair. Let's do a little special Friday football edition of the college football kegger. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. We're not hosting an intergalactic kegger down here. College football! 
Shout out Ralph James Choppy. I need RJ's Dolphins prediction, by the way, for 8 o'clock because you all got the Buffalo game right and I was wrong. Uh, so I need to see what Choppy feels like because he's talked a lot about the Cowboys and Dolphins similarities. But this is about college football. And on the first day of the signing period, Colorado and Dion signed just five guys to their recruiting class. Five guys makes good burgers. They're really expensive. They're really good, though. Uh, yeah, they're really good. They're really, really expensive. Um, so Dion apparently, so his group, his group right now ranks 98th in the 24-7 rankings. Dion is trying to change things up and say, I'm just going to go through the transfers. I'm not recruiting out of high school. I'm going the transfer route. He has a top-ranked transfer class, apparently. That class as a whole is up to 22 players. It's got a number 21 overall rating. But there are skeptics out there. Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman, saying y'all can make whatever excuse you want. Just scream portal. But Colorado's recruiting efforts right now are poor. The base of your team is high school recruits. And 24-7's college account said... Dion took off recruiting high school kids this cycle. I have absolutely no idea how he thinks that's going to work out. I man, I, I always felt like he would be really good in the living room with parents. Yeah, like like just pitching them on the idea of like, hey, I'm here to usher your your young man into adulthood, yes. and this is you know we, we're building something special. So it's surprising me that he's not trying to take advantage of what I think would be a big boost. And I mean, you know, these parents would, the, would the, prob- the headline to all these articles is hard to find. Because one of Dion's sayings is, I'm easy to find. You know where I'm at. And the headline of this was hard to find because Dion apparently is not going into the living room. Well, that's like everybody knows who Dion Sanders is, but especially the parents of these high schoolers. Like, you don't think that carries some power with the parents when they're like, oh my gosh, Dion Sanders is sitting here in my living room. He wants my kid to play for him. I love when people, though, try to do some like revolutionary things. So I'm rooting for this to work. I'm rooting for Dion to try to change the game and be like, nah. I don't even need to go and recruit. I'm not going to put all that work in. Uh, I'm going to trust that you are drawn to the hype of our program, the noise, and my name, and it's the Wild Wild West, and you'll just come to Colorado. It's the reverse Dabo. That's what he's pulling here. Dabo won't do the portal at all. He's only high school kids, and Dion's saying, I don't need to worry about all these high schoolers. Let me go find the kids that I already know can play. And Dion's saying that uh, he's intending to retire in Colorado. Mike Bassick's theory is, yeah, he'll retire in Colorado in two years. Because he's just there while Shador is there. That's his theory. We get some. It's not a bad one. I, I I don't think like I could definitely see him just exist. And that is what he told recently. He told a uh, Colorado TV station that that he's like I don't plan on being anywhere else. I love what I do. I love Boulder, Colorado. I'm gonna retire here. It's like, I, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. Because I mean, you you put out a lot of the same statements talking about Jackson State and how you weren't ever gonna leave Jackson State. And it was a passion project, and that's where you were staying. And he bolted for Colorado after a couple years. I imagine he'll bolt for a bigger program. In a we couple got years. the uh, Oklahoma or Houston Sooners or the Oklahoma Astros with some harassment. Man, this is I, I'm stunned that a group of fans like the Sooners who uh, attacked Lincoln Riley's family and threatened to kill him after he went to USC. I'm stunned that they would do something really awful to a kid that decided to transfer. So Caden Green had announced that he was transferring to Missouri. And there were some Sooners fans who were not happy about that. So what did they do, Sean? They pulled a Houston Astros fan, Brandon Hurtado tactic. (laughs) And they went and started spamming the insurance agency that this kid's dad owns with one-star reviews on Google and just driving it down. 
And there was a bunch of people who stepped up, like uh, on, on Oklahoma message boards, who were like, "Guys, stop! This is like you're you're screwing with a kid and his family. Like, leave this be." To their credit, there were some of those who were doing that, but man, they were just absolutely lighting it up with one star reviews and trashing the business. And people who go there and Google that who don't know the backstory of yeah. Oklahoma football, or whatever, they don't know any better. They just see, oh, this is a terrible company that everybody's had bad experiences with. And so really gross. Uh, I, I'm sure the Venn diagram of Astros and Sooners fans is probably uh, just a big old circle. You've uh, you've already talked about the reverse Dabo, uh, now Bama STDs uh, for our Fridays. Yeah, so this is Elijah Pritchett, and he is uh, one of the highly rated recruits that Alabama secures every freaking offseason, every single recruiting season. Uh, but he was placed under arrest on Wednesday for knowingly passing sexually transmitted diseases, Sean which is a Class C misdemeanor in the state of Alabama. Mm. He was released on $500 bond. I, I, would, I would have thought that's not a crime in Alabama. <laughs> I was like, oh, never mind. I'm not even going to make that joke. He was deemed a youthful offender on the misdemeanor charge. Uh, it's He's posted bail. He's out. Uh, so how do they prove that you know? See, that I don't know. Like, like I'm guessing if, like, they've got medical records that show you know you tested positive for yeah, something. or maybe text messages. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I would guess that it's one of those things that where can you prove the the knowingly, like, the intent? Like, did, how can you prove that he didn't disclose it to somebody or whatever? I'm guessing that what it is is we know your medical records. We know you had unprotected relations with this woman, and she's claiming that she had no knowledge of it. But still, people who do this... It's weird. Like, like you'll hear stories about people who do this on purpose, not just a, well, I don't want to bring it up. That's awkward. Right. Like, who intentionally do this. No no telling what it was. Doesn't say what exactly his his issue is. But this is the second time that he's been in trouble. He also uh, got pulled over in April for going 95 and a 65 on the way to practice. Oh. Sounds like me trying to get in here for the firehouse. I can't believe you've been on time every morning this week. Mavs, Rockets today. But my favorite story is about Zion's contract clause that got reported by The Athletic. So he signed that five-year, $197 million deal in July of 22. But because he only played 29 games last year due to injury, the final three years of that contract are no longer guaranteed. How about the Pelicans putting this in? And The Athletic says, by missing more than 22 games last season, he triggered a clause that turned the salary that he's owed for those seasons from guaranteed to non-guaranteed. He can earn back the guarantees by playing in enough games and hitting specific weigh-in checkpoints this year. But he can lose more money if he does not meet the benchmarks. So, what are they? Williamson's weight in pounds and his body fat percentage must be less than 295. He was listed at 285 last year, so his body fat cannot be higher than 10%. And a report from the National Institute of Health last year said the average basketball player had a body fat percentage of 13.1. So Zion right now has apparently lost the last three years of his guaranteed money. Smart job, Nolens. What if it's a smart job on Zion Williamson's part? Because remember at the end of the year, we were like talking about why is he so actively sitting out talking about, well, I just don't feel like Zion. I, I'm out here in warm-ups doing 360 dunks, but I just don't feel like Zion. Yeah. So what if he just wants out of there? And he's like, I don't then want... Then why did he sign the contract? Or may, why did he make I'm, it shorter term? Maybe things changed. I don't know. But maybe he just goes like, hey, I've got this little out here. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to collect my check for now. But I want out of here. And I don't want to have to get a trade facilitated. No, because in the NBA, the move is get the contract, 
then whine and cry, James Harden it up, and you can get out anyway. Sean and Bobby here on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. We finally found a guest to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Bobby's colleague from the NFL Network, Cameron Wolf. What are they saying about Tua and the MVP? Is Tyreek coming back? How scared are they of the Cowboys offense? And is Vic Fangio a nasty, nasty man? for what he does to Mike McCarthy. Cameron Wolf previews the Dolphins after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We finally found what was like one for one for five. I know we we were, we were, we were making the rounds. We we're asking people, and uh, we we couldn't get any replies. And I was starting to think Miami just hates us. I know. These diva Miami reporters, like these <laughs> NBA reporters, like Woj and Shams. But we finally said, you know what, let's go to the very top. Let's just go to the NFL Network uh, with the Miami Dolphins beat reporter Cameron Wolf, University of Houston alum, joining us on the home of the Cowboys with Sean and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. Good morning, Cam. Thanks for making the time. Sean, Bobby, what's good, fellas? How y'all feeling? Feeling well. Um, how are the Miami Dolphins feeling uh, physically? Uh, better at this stage. Uh, the offensive line is still extremely banged up. Uh, their right guard and right tackle, Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson, haven't practiced all week, and I'd say they're trending towards not playing. Uh, but they did get Tyreek Hill back at practice yesterday, and from what I understand, uh, he's trending towards playing. And so you'll get Tyreek Hill playing. You'll get Devon Achan playing. So they get a couple of their speedsters back, uh, but they're going to be banged up on the trenches. So, uh Good news for Michael Parsons, not as much good news for the defensive back. What's Tyreek like in the locker room? Uh, he is high energy. He's always a jokester. I think that what you see on camera and hard knocks and uh, a lot of that is who he is. He loves the cameras. Um, I think he's always aware that he's on. And so uh, I think he always brings a high-octane energy, uh, personality, effort, whenever he's out there. So I was actually pleasantly surprised when I met him. I think I had a stereotype of who he was, and uh, he's been a different guy from what I've seen. You know, a lot of people are accurate when they tell us uh, that we have a gift with Jerry Jones twice a week on our radio station. I believe that you have a gift 
with Mike McDaniel, my favorite personality by far in the NFL. Yeah. Is that true? And have you ever covered yeah. anyone like him? What's he like? No, never covered a coach like him. He's uh, super unique in that um, he doesn't believe in cliches. You know, you know it. Every time we talk to a coach, it's one day at a time, you know. <laughs> We're going to see it's just like a constant book. Like I figure there has to be a coaching cliche book somewhere. <laughs> Mike doesn't, Mike doesn't believe in him. You know, he may give you a five inch, five minute response on an answer. And uh, there's going to be a great answer inside of that somewhere. Um, he's, he wears, you know, off white forces. He's wearing designer watches that cost $50,000. <laughs> he's running away from cameras. Like everything about him doesn't scream head coach. And then the fact when I first met him, um, the first thing I'm seeing is like this guy's with glasses. I don't know if you've ever seen Money Heist. He, he looks like a <laughs> professor to me. Um, and I'm like, who is this guy kind of coach football? And uh, to his credit, um, he's impressed everybody who's been in front of him. Like I couldn't tell you, I, I haven't met a guy in the locker room who's told me I don't like him um, or he's fake or this is not, you know, this or that. Like every guy loves him. His personality is genuine. And we love talking to him because it's a comedy hour every time he uh, speaks. Offensive genius? Yeah. I think that he does. He has. He's a definitely an offensive mastermind. Um, the way he calls plays and particularly the motion um, is something that I haven't seen in football before. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan called it the cheap motion earlier this year that they put together with Tyreek Hill where they run across the field and it kind of looks like they're running forward, but they're not really running forward. That's something that, that Mike McDaniel put in that other teams have copied all season. And so uh, it's 2023. You don't have a lot of new plays, but I think Mike McDaniel's sort of revolutionizing how people do offensive football and speed is really the constant uh, with him and the team. We're previewing the Dolphins with Cameron Wolf from NFL Network. Cameron, when you look at the uh, Tua, it feels like has become this this the the latest buzz guy that we sit there and go like, well, how good is he? Like like it's the Kirk Cousins yep. discussion or the Dak Prescott discussion that we've dealt with here in Dallas for years. What is your take on on Tua the player and Tua the the personality as a guy that's going to lead the huddle and lead the locker room? Yeah, I'd say Tua is the most polarizing quarterback I've seen since Tim Tebow. Um, and, and I know Dallas may think that Dak's probably in that conversation because of that. But I, I think that, you know, when you when you listen to how people on each side of the frame talk about Tua, it's so drastically different. Uh, the Tua supporters will tell you he's the best quarterback who's ever played. Um, you know, he's being, he was being held back for two years, but now he's finally showing that he's elite. And the haters will tell you he can't throw the ball 20 yards. He's got a noodle <laughs> arm. Tyreek Kill is essentially – putting them on a wheelbarrow every week and, and carrying them a win. Mike McDaniel's essentially, you know, writing down the, writing down the <laughs> things for him, doing a test for him, essentially. Yeah. And, and, and the reality is neither of them are right. Um, he's, he's a really good quarterback. He's, he's not perfect, but what he does best, and their quarterback coach, Daryl Bevel, broke it down for me this week. Like his superpowers are not his arm strength. It's not his athleticism or his speed. It's his ability to time, to have timing and anticipation and vision. And these are things that are not like visibly seen as superpowers. And so I think naturally people will doubt him because the visible superpowers are not there. Um, but for what he does, it's a perfect fit in Mike McDaniel's scheme. Um, they get the ball out quickly. I think he averaged about two, uh, two seconds per time to throw last week, which was the fastest of his career. That's something that he does better than anyone else. 
And I will tell you this, like this year has been the most confident I've ever seen him. I've covered him for four years. Uh, Mike McDaniel has done a tremendous job of like re, um, re-emerging his confidence. He was a broken player two years ago. He'll tell you that he thought that he sucked. And uh, Mike McDaniel came in and showed him that he was not only a good player, he had a potential to be even better. And so I think that uh, Mike deserves a lot of credit for Tua's growth. And the one thing we talked about all offseason, and I don't want to jinx it, but he stayed healthy. He hasn't got hurt all season. And I think he's erasing year by year all the question marks that people had about him. Cameron, we talk about him getting the ball out quickly, and obviously that's a, a big part of the offense. Like when you, when you turn on the tape with the Dolphins, you clearly see there's a lot of, okay, let's get quick screen game going. Let's do some stuff, you know, with these uh, flares to the backfield, d- different things like that. But the, the fact that he was getting the ball out so quick last week, is that a, a something that's necessitated right now with that offensive line? And is that something that the Dolphins are probably looking at and saying, hey, that we might need some more of that against Dallas this week because that pass rush against our depleted offensive line, we need two to get the ball out quick. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a direct function of the offensive line that they've even got faster. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the two right side of their offensive line are, are, have been banged up. Uh, their left tackle, Teron Armstead, has been in and out of the lineup. They're on their backup center. They're on their third left guard. Um, earlier this week, they didn't have any starters from their offensive line practicing. And so that offensive line is, in, is is very much trying to be held up by just duct tape and band-aids. And so they're trying to make it through. And because of that, Tua has got to speed up his internal clock. And, and I'll tell you this, like he leads the NFL in time to throw coming into the, like throughout the season. So this mm. has always been a key element of his game. It's not just this past week. Um, it's how they uh, function within this offense. Their game plan is we're going to take one um, one or two reads, and it's going to be Tyreek or Waddle or Waddle or Tyreek, whatever early uh, order you want, and we're going to get the ball out to our playmakers quickly. And if it's not there, we're going to dump it off to the running backs. That's their game. Um, some quarterbacks get better when they can extend the plays outside of scheme. Tua has proven that his best skill is staying inside scheme. When you break scheme for him, that's what defenses try to do, make him hold on to the ball, make him get to the second, third read. That's when he starts to make mistakes. And so their game plan every week is to get that ball out as quick as possible. Cameron, is the offensive line their their number one weakness as a team, or is it something else? No, it's definitely the offensive line. And I'll tell you this, their O-line coach, Butch Berry, has done a good job of keeping them together because they are better up front on the offensive line than they've been the last two years. But injuries have really, really limited them. Um, they've really struggled in pass protection when they've faced elite defensive fronts. So they struggle with physicality, which is something I'm sure Dallas is used to hearing on their end, but they struggle with physicality on the defensive front. And so when they played the, the, the Eagles, when they played the Buffalo Bills, when they played the Kansas City Chiefs, those quote-unquote good teams, that's when they've got exposed in the trenches. And that's where that narrative comes from that, hey, the Dolphins can't beat good teams. Because you, you bully them up front with the offensive line, and then you start to see the rest of the offense start to deteriorate. So, yeah, I definitely say the offensive line is the biggest um, issue. Um, they really don't have many other holes beyond that. Their defense, since Jalen Ramsey has come back, has been really good. Um, their secondary has been hurt, but even last week they shut out the Jets. And so, really, that offensive line is the area you want to exploit if you're facing the Dolphins. We're talking with Cameron Wolf from NFL Network. You mentioned about the offensive line exploiting that. Vic Fangio, uh, a couple of years ago, gained a reputation when he was in Denver for being the guy that had figured out how to crack the code and completely confuse Dak Prescott. Um, and obviously, he was a consultant last year with Philadelphia. Dak had success there. But 
going into this week, how would you expect that the Dolphins are really going to try and, and limit a Dallas passing attack that's been really explosive in the second half of the season? Yeah, I'll say that was 2021. Dak's definitely grown as a player since then. So I don't know if everything Vic had going on two or three years ago works on this version of Dak, but that's something we'll, we'll see on Sunday. Um, one thing I'm eager to see is how they face C.D. Lamb because uh, C.D., as you guys know, has been killing in the slot. Like, that's where he's feasted. And that's been the one area of the Dolphins' defense where they've shown some cracks. You know, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard are two of the best corner pairs in the league. Um, on the outside, but the two rarely go inside. Their young corner, Kato Kohu, is often the guy in the slot. Um, but last week, we saw Jalen Ramsey shadow Garrett Wilson, uh, the Jets receiver, when mm-hmm. Xavier Howard was out. So they moved him all around the formation. They moved him inside the slot, and he had Garrett Wilson in prison. Like, he was locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing going on. And so if you ask Jalen Ramsey, Jalen said, I want that same matchup proceeding. Um, Vic does not like to travel his corners often. They only made that move because Xavier Howard was a late scratch. And so my curiosity is, do they do more of that with CD? Because if I'm Dallas, I love the CD versus Kata Kohu matchup. I'm not as excited if it's it's CD versus Jalen Ramsey. And so I don't think you'll see him shadow CD this week because I think Xavier Howard will be back. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see uh, Jalen Ramsey in the slot with CD, especially on those key snaps and see how they respond to maybe that physicality of the pressing uh, on the line. Cameron, what category, what corner category do you still put Ramsey and Howard in? Are they still great? Are they very good? Or are they good? Because there was a narrative forming that Jalen Ramsey over the past couple of years has definitely lost this step. What, what category you put them in? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Jalen Ramsey's still elite. Um, I, I was curious what version of Jalen Ramsey we would get. But I'll tell you what, from seeing him these last six or seven games, uh, he's been dominant. And, and so much so that teams have shied away from throwing the ball at all his way. I think there's been games where he's only had one or two targets when he's covered the best receiver. So I think he's definitely proven that he is not washed. And, and he heard the narrative, too. And if you know anything about Jalen Ramsey, that, that motivated him even more. Um, he's already had three interceptions in you know seven games, and I think he's probably got less than 30 targets on the season uh, that that's been thrown his way. And so I say he's still in the elite category. Xavier is probably very good. Um, he's, he's a very good corner. He can be beat at times. He was beat by, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins a couple times a couple weeks ago. But the thing that makes those corners different is that they're ball hawks. Like Xavier still leads the NFL and in most interceptions since 2017. And Jalen Ramsey is, is right up in that top 10 as well. And so there are people that want to bait you into interceptions. You might be in a beat, particularly X with some, some uh, crossing routes. But if you, if you try to squeeze in something too tight, they can hurt you. So I'd say both of those guys are still in the top 15, top 20 corners. And I'd say Jalen Ramsey's, in my opinion, in the top five. Can either of them stick with Tyreek in practice? Uh, uh, if they're playing zone coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Cameron Wolf, NFL Network on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Um, you know, this this defense for me gets totally forgotten. I'm I'm like top five. What, it's all about the offense. Who else do we need to know about on this defense? And has Bradley Chubb been the player uh, that they thought they were getting after the Bronco trade? Yeah, I'll start with Bradley Chubb. Like, Bradley Chubb was – 
let's just call it what it was, a disappointment last year. They traded for him. They gave him a big $100 million contract, first-round pick they traded for him, and he was not uh, very productive. This year has been a completely different story. Um, he's been one of the top consistent pass rushers uh, in the AFC all year. Um, he had three sacks last week, two forced fumbles, and he's the type of guy who is a complete rusher. He's not just an edge guy. He's going to be on the field all the time, stopping in the run game. And he's a really good fit for um, Dick Bangio's scheme. They like to have Christian Wilkins and Zach Steeler. Um, they're two defensive tackles, like really work games and stunts off each other inside. And then they let Bradley Chubb do a lot of the one-on-one action against his side. Um, Jalen Phillips was the other edge rusher who got hurt in towards Achilles a few weeks ago. And that slowed down their pass rush, but Bradley Chubb has just continued to turn it up. And so that pass rush is really a key of the defense because um, when they're hot like they were this past week, like they were um, a couple of weeks ago, they can really take over the game. But I have seen teams neutralize them up front. And when you can neutralize their defensive front, that's when you can really take advantage. of Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. The middle of the field for the Dolphins. Their linebackers are a little bit of a question mark. Their safeties have been banged up. And so you don't want to take this team outside where their corners are, but you want to try to attack them over the middle of the field. So 
Um, I definitely take a look at that front, like I mentioned. And then if he plays Javon Holland, number eight on their back end, is probably the, one of the most underrated players in football, in my opinion. Um, he's missed the last three games with knee injuries, and I'm not sure if he's going to play this week, but he is their their quarterback of the secondary. He's the guy who makes everything um, go on the back end. And if he plays, big boost. If not, that's something that I'd expect Dallas and, and C.D. Lamb in particular to try to take advantage of. Uh, Cameron, as we head into this game and we look at just particular X factors, what do you think is the most critical thing for Miami to accomplish in this game and the most critical thing for Dallas to accomplish in this game? Yeah, I'll say on both of them on the same kind of matchup. I'd say the uh, Miami's run game versus Dallas's run D. And I'm sure you guys have talked about it all week about giving up 266 to Buffalo and, mm-hmm. and what that means. I'm, I'm sure Dallas is going to come back angry. Like, if we're talking about it in, in our radio chats, then they're talking about it tenfold in meeting rooms. And so uh, I, I'd imagine they're going to come out a different team. But the loss of Jonathan Hankins, I think, has, has shown up big time. And when you look at this Dolphins team, so much gets said about Tyreek and Waddle and Tua that you forget that they are um, an elite rushing team. They are in the top five in rushing. They lead the NFL in yards per carry. Um, and Raheem Mostert, who's 31 years old, has been a revelation this year. And when they're flowing, they're getting the ball to Raheem. They're getting the ball to Devon Achan, who's their, uh, their, their speedy rookie, who's kind of revolutionized uh, the rushing game for them. Um, that's where their flow of their offense is. And so if, if Miami can run the ball consistently, can make splash plays in the run game um, to, to the point that Dallas has to uh, get a little bit heavier in their boxes, play a little bit more base, then I think that's where um, Miami's going to have some success. But if Dallas can, especially in the first quarter, um, stop that run game, Mike McDaniel's shown a tendency to go away from the run if they struggle early. You can make them one-dimensional. You can get Micah Parsons eating on that uh, right side of the Dolphins' offensive line and try to get too uncomfortable with your pass rush. So, to me, as much as we'll talk about Micah and Tua and Tyreek, that run game is the the core of all of it um, for me. Cameron, this was a fantastic preview. We could not have asked for anything more. Thank you for all the info and the knowledge, and enjoy the weekend and the holidays. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Cameron, friends of James, you're friends of mine. No, I'm not friends with James. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Kitty, kitty. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate you. Cameron Wolf, NFL Network on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. Him and Jane did like the Cowboys Dolphins preview. Yeah, on TV. They did for the uh, the insider show that NFL Network does. So they'll uh, they'll take like a big matchup and they'll get their their essentially their boots on the ground to come on and kind of go back and forth. And so Cameron was doing the uh, the Dolphin side there. Everything that we missed during the course of the week gets summed up here. This is the Expressway. We are commercial free for forty minutes on your home of the Cowboys and Rangers. And whatever we miss gets discussed now in the junk drawer. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin invented the junk drawer? Junk it! All right. I will admit, I'm I'm a little bit worried about this story from two people. Mark Zuckerberg and Tucker Carlson have me a little bit worried. I am. I, I've known people that talk about this stuff. I always dismiss it. But, man, Tucker Carlson is really going in on the government having some secret deal with aliens. Uh, He's like, oh, it's so serious. Uh, It's so serious I can't even tell my wife. So you had that, and I was like, okay, whatever. 
And then we found out about Zuckerberg in Hawaii. Yeah, so this is a uh, a story that came out last week. It was something that Wired had done a report on, and it sent the internet scrambling for their conspiracy theories. So Mark Zuckerberg and his wife have reportedly built a compound, a compound that will generate its own energy, grow its own food, and include a 5,000-square-foot underground bunker that comes with a blast-resistant door, a living space, and an escape hatch. According to public records and a secret source at Wired, uh, Wired shares that the estate is nearly complete. The main quarters are said to consist of over a dozen buildings with at least 30 bedrooms and 30 bathrooms. The area is centered around two massive mansions comparable in size to a professional football field containing offices, elevators, conference rooms, and an industrial size kitchen. And the internet what? started going off. There were people who said that, all right, this is, this is it. Like, just look at where it's placed. This is about war with China. And he's trying to make sure that he's he's got his little safety hatch and that he'll be safe there. Uh, somebody else said that Hawaii and New Zealand, those are the two places you'd build your little escape pod if things were going to go hit the fan. And this is a powerful person who knows this. Somebody else says they think the story itself is a conspiracy, that Zuckerberg is leaking, that this is where his compound is so he can build it somewhere else and not have to be caught in Hawaii. Uh, It says the man who sold out the world's privacy. This is somebody on Reddit. The man who sold out the world's privacy and made hundreds of billions is now wanting his space and privacy. How ironic. Uh. Lots of people said on the first thought, uh, how they talk about how this is something that when you look at where it's being built and what he's building, this is clearly about nuclear war. That this is he's trying to prepare for nuclear war and survive it and everything else. And somebody else pointed out, they said what he doesn't understand is that as soon as the world goes to hell, his own security guards are going to turn on him because they're part of the poor working class as well. <laughs> and this will be the poor coming after Mark Zuckerberg, and he is preparing for the war between the wealthy and the poor. And those are the several conspiracy theories. It is a little odd, but I also think if I had a billion dollars, I'd probably build weird stuff like this too. But wh- why? Why, why, why? Why do this? Uh, one of my buddies, one of my best friends, his father-in-law has done this in Texas. He's got like an underground compound with the space food and the powder and gold bars and all that stuff. And and I'm like, okay, is it possible that someone important has tipped off these people, friends in high places, that it's like, all right, something's coming, man. You need to prepare. Like this, now look, I don't want to get all political, but uh, I'm not the biggest Tucker Carlson fan. And I think when when I'm listening to him, I'm like, this is crazy talk. He's trolling. And I'm not totally believing everything that he's saying, but combining this with Zuckerberg building it, why is he why, why is he building it? Why is he preparing? My worry level went from a zero to like a four, four and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's a big jump. You? Uh, I I don't look at it as to you me, worry about everything. Yeah, I do. Um, look, I think that it's completely reasonable in this day and age to feel like. Something could hit the fan at any moment in any any sort of way, like, like whether it be financial stuff or war or whatever else. I think that it's completely reasonable to have concerns about that and want to be prepared. Uh, I think that the reality of what this probably is closer to is he has billions of dollars and he's just kind of doesn't know what to spend it on. It's like when I on 2K when I've like maxed out all my attributes and I start spending my VC on like ridiculous outfits for my player yeah. where it's like, eh, this doesn't even help me, but I got to spend this so on this something. this is frivolous spending. That's what I think it is. I think it's just reckless spending. Chris, you look like a, a believer in aliens and this stuff. Well, I just like the idea of Zuckerberg 
thinking, hey, there might be a nuclear fallout with China. Let me go to the state that's the closest, closest to, to China. China. <laughs> Maybe he's aligning with them. Oh. Maybe that's it. Did you consider that? Yeah, I think we have some breaking news here. Yeah. 105.3 The Fan. Do you believe in, you know, life out there and all that stuff? Aliens are out there? Oh, man. I mean, the universe is so big. I, there has to be some living things out there. But I don't know if they're important to me at this point. So. They're important to you? I think eventually they could become important, but I'll just I'll just pretend they're not there until, the until they come to the Earth. Why, so, do we, why do we always assume they're going to be so much smarter than us and they just want to, like, they're just toying with us. Well, Why, how do we know they're not going to get here and they're just going to be like, how do we know it's not like a bunch of Dan Orlovskis or something? Like, they're just <laughs> idiots. Because we watch the movies. That's why. That's the, I, that's the movie I want. I want the movie where the aliens come to Earth and they're idiots. Okay, so my worry on that is a four and a half. My worry on this is a six and a half. Now that I've seen these AI robots and everything, like, perform, you know, Tesla testing and, 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 and gun shooting... That I am worried about someone, you know, a Dr. Evil programming an army of robots. That I am worried about. Uh, six and a half. So, I was at a zero. Whatever. Get that. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I know this is a really morbid, morbid thing to say. But I'm like, man, sometimes I wish I was just at the end of my day so I don't have to worry about losing oh half God. my life. Oh. Uh, half my life. You know what I mean? Like, sure. like I, that I've already lived a full life. And I was at the end versus worried about, like, I've built this house in Sunnyvale and, like, it could be all for naught. Like, yeah, I have a little mini storm shelter in there, but if I go through all this effort, uh, yesterday I'm putting in the pool with Emerald Custom Pools, my guy Austin. Oh, yeah. My guy we, We've heard all about your pool. Yeah, I talked about it yesterday. No, I heard all about it on the podcast. Love of the Star? No, 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 no. I, I'm a I'm a devoted listener to uh, little Ollie's Cribcast. Oh, God. And Here man, we go. He, he, he shared a lot of Here great details. Here we go. Why did he say that? He shared a lot <laughs> of fantastic details about what you're doing. I, I mean, Here anybody who's up go. to date on it, it, it. I mean, Chris, do we have a clip from that? I know that a lot of the listeners, maybe they didn't catch the, the Cribcast. I think, I think yeah, we do hear it. Uh, y'all want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. No? No? Nope. All right. Play so, it. <laughs> Let's go out. <laughs> Welcome to my Cribcast, brought to you by DFW Security. Guy at DFW Security does it all. Have them build your moat like they are currently digging at our new home. Drawbridge not included. Star down to my future hometown. The fact that Sunnyvale City Council hasn't voted to change the name to Shawneevale shows incompetence. Whatever incompetence means, I can't read. Breaking news. A new member of DFW's royal family is on its way. Mom and Dad shut the door and had a meeting about it. It must have went well because Dad came out 45 seconds later smiling. <laughs> Dude. Working on a holiday poem. Twas the night before Christmas. Asleep were his boys. The only sounds in RJ's house were his battery operated toys. Dang. Coming up next, power ranking my naps. Followed by a nap. And then Mike Bassick joins us to talk about his new book. I'm so positive <laughs> on my crib cat. <laughs>
That was good. 45 seconds. You doubled your record. That was good. I got to give it up. That was <laughs> that, that was good. So there is a surprise edition of the crib cast with all you a-holes uh, conspiring against me behind the scenes. Sean Shree for Berto Belt. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. The way to hit us up on the truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. All right. Which one is more believable? The first egg or this uh, this baked potato? Ooh, I think the the egg is more believable. Uh, it's just ridiculous. You want you want to go eggs or potatoes first? Let's go. Sean? Let's go egg. Okay. All right. So Michael K, who is known similarly, Chubby's listening right now. By the way, so don't say anything too bad. Oh, well, now that I know he's listening, I'm going to go aggressive. Michael K is a hack shop, <laughs> and like you know, Aaron Judge was lucky that he hit the home run here. So instead of just getting "see ya" for his record breaker, he actually got a real broadcaster and Eric Nadell to call it. He I should like, be thanking the Rangers every day that he got to call that here. I like that "see ya" call. I hate it. It's the worst. See ya. See ya. I like. Okay. No, like it's it. weak. It's weak. Anyway, Michael K, who has some terrible food takes, uh, he consistently gets dragged similarly to Orlovsky for just weird, random food takes. I have them too. I'm not saying he's given out consistent ones. Yeah, like he'll he'll talk about food a lot. He gets apparently crushed for a lot of his weird food takes. So he has a new one. At 63 years old, he tweeted last week: "Vacation is for exploring." So I tried my first ever egg, <laughs> an egg white bacon omelet for breakfast. Not going to be having it again. It shows I've been right for 62 years. So he went 62 years without ever trying an egg. And then as soon as he ate it, he was like, bleh. And it was an egg white omelet? Yeah, like if you look at it, it's uh, yeah. it's so, like. So the egg white omelet, right, is not going to have as much flavor as having the yolk in it. So I can see him being like, this doesn't have a ton of flavor. I mean, do I believe it? I He doesn't eat tomatoes or any dressings. He only eats iceberg lettuce. So I guess Choppy had not had an omelet for like 40 years. He ate his first omelet while halfway through this show. But I, I, I guess I'll believe it. I just don't know. Like this guy travels on the road too, right? Like hotel breakfasts are continental with scrambled eggs at every single one. So it's it's difficult to believe. I'm trying to think if there's anything that stands out to me as like a massive, like a big time food that I've never had. Chris, do you have one, a, a big time food that people would be shocked? Do you, I can see you trying different foods. You look like you like Thai food. I, I'm going to be honest. I've never tried sushi in my life. Ooh. Never once. Oh, well, there you go. I've never had sushi. What? Whoa. Both of you? Because it's, uh, I, I had, can see I've, you. You don't I, like seafood. I've had the collection no. of ingredients and that, like, I mean, I've had them as individual ingredients and I'm not a fan of what would that you collection eat it like, the, like. If the fish was like cooked, like fried, Versus just like raw, like sashimi. Nope, comes out of the water. I don't eat it. And well, why? Why don't? Why haven't you tried it? My thing is like born and raised DFW. Like, what's the best sushi in DFW? Oh, I God. mean, come yeah, on, we're can't... so far away from any Lake Louisville sushi. What are we getting oh, here? Oh God! Oh. So it has to be local. Yeah, I, I only, I only farmers eat... market over here. Yeah. You look like a farmers market guy. <laughs> I only uh, eat Pacific Ocean eel. Is there anything else you haven't eaten? Are you a picky similar. eater or? I'm not very picky. No, okay. I, I sushi is. And I your, don't know. And your girlfriend? Oh, they, they try everything. The, They'll try it, everything. He, and he just anything. said every, every, everything. No, they, he said they try everything. So every, you, everything? Do you have multiple girlfriends? No, 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 no. Okay, because I said, <laughs> and your girlfriend, and you said they try everything. I'm <laughs> like, are we in Utah here? It's, it's just we're, 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 we're modern society, Sean. Uh, the baked potato now. This is the one that I think is a lie. This is if Choppy were here. 
then we would definitely, Choppy would be one who's like, can you believe this? And we'd be telling him, Choppy, this isn't real. So this lady went on Twitter, uh, formerly or X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, this user, Amanda B, shared her villain origin story. She said, my work is doing a potato bar as our Christmas bonus. I'm literally getting a hospital potato as a bonus. They also said it has a $15 value, so it will be taxed on our next check. Does anyone need an assistant so I can just quit right now? I do not for a second believe that a company A said, here's your bonus. It's a potato bar. And even if that were the case, because times are tight, maybe businesses are doing that. I don't believe that they would say we're taxing the potatoes. There's zero chance that's happening, right? This is a made-up story for clout. Who wrote this? This is a a woman named Amanda B. And she's sharing pictures of her uh, on Twitter and Instagram of like, here it is. Here's my potato. But they told us they're taxing the value of this potato. See, here's the alleged potato right there. It's a gross-looking potato. Looks pretty cheap. This is fake news. There's no chance. There's no chance this is real. Right? No, it's not. Fake potatoes... You really got to dress them up, too, to get them. Kristen loves them. What she put on them? There's just, uh, like, typically sour cream, butter. Okay. Um, Like, yeah, she's. My wife loves them. There's so many things Kristen can't eat, like, just because of, like, allergies or whatever else, that that's one of the few that she just, like, dives into. All right, that's the junk drawer during the Expressway commercial free every day here on Sean and Bobby. We have RJ's pick for Cowboys Dolphins. We need your official pick and Bobby's film room to preview and break down Sunday next on The Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 